Hi everyone, a little uh, warning before you listen to this episode. Um, we had some technical difficulties uh, during the episode, so our uh, Hot Topics and Romance segment got a little cut off. Um, so if it ends abruptly there, no need to worry. Um, there's nothing wrong with your your uh, settings or anything right now. But um, the Hot Topics part got a little cut off, and so we had to kind of make it do what it do. But um uh, Onward with the show. Enjoy, you guys. Everyone, welcome to Romance in Color, your destination for real inclusive romance. We're your hosts. I'm Tatiana. And I'm Yakini. Welcome to another week, you guys. So welcome happy to, to have you back. Week. Yes. And how are you feeling, Yakini? I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty Great. good. It was a, a busy week. First, uh, first couple weeks of school, the kids are settling and had some dental surgery that had mm-hmm. me laid up mm-hmm. for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing this kind of weird face mask contraption as we speak. So I'm glad this podcast is primarily audio. <laughs> yes. Um, and my son got his COVID vaccine. He's 12 years old. So those oh, were nice. the highlights. Yeah. Yeah. How, how was yeah, we're excited. Was, we're excited. Was, How was it, your week? It was super, super busy. Um, things are getting started with my daughter and some youth activities. And then, um, as you all know, last week we did um, the roundtable on Friday. And then I took a couple of days off to just kind of uh, recuperate, have some things done around the house, and to also get some writing done. So um, nice. it was a lot going on. Like the, the Monday and Tuesday was people in my house doing stuff to the house. So um, uh-huh. it, it's coming along well. It's like our house is like this ongoing project, but um, it's exciting. It's my, yeah, it's nice to get stuff done. But yeah. um, nice to yeah. get stuff done. Not good to have people underfoot. You just want it to be over. But it's so exciting. Right, change, right, so. right. The, fin- mm-hmm. the finished product. I'm like super, super amped and stoked about so um i'm really i'm really excited about that but yeah but yeah we missed you last week you can but we had a great time at, at the round oh, table man. and we'll talk a I'm little about forward. that later i'm excited to hear about it and i know by the time this podcast airs people would have had a chance to check it out and stuff so yeah i can't wait to get a little bit into that yeah i'm so yes. sorry i missed that mm-hmm. yes yes but last week um i left you all with a double episode of featuring our writing in color series um we had laquette on and us uh, for hispanic heritage Month, we had sarah taino there were some wonderful enjoyable interviews with them they both dropped their um debut with uh, harlequin um laquette is uh an intimate what oh my god an intimate affair oh my god i can't even think now (laughs) it's on the podcast y'all and then uh sarah's is a delicious dilemma and they're both out right now um Mm -hmm. requests drop today so make sure you guys pick it up wherever books are sold and sarah's book's been out already so and then the podcast before that we talked about venus williams and her happy for now um, they got a lot of interesting feedback and stuff. People were like, yeah, I feel you, girl. I'm not yeah. trying to find nobody. And I'm trying to just carve my own happily ever after and stuff like that. So, it's yeah, great. people really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very nice. I'm happy. I, I enjoyed that podcast. And it felt very empowering as well. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And, and watching Romance, we talked about 
the things that we've been watching kind of over the break, really love and resort to love with Christina Milian, which we really, really love. I hope you guys had a chance to check that out. You know, Netflix puts things up and takes them down. They'll warn yes, you. Yes, But be will. sure you check those out. They those keep really Netflix cute. from reading those up there, thank, thankfully. But, yeah, um, thank gosh. Yeah, they, yeah, they, don't, yeah. they don't take their original stuff down. Oh, oh um, good. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. And then listening to romance, uh, a shout out the Categorically Romance podcast. Um, shout out to Bree over there at Categorically Romance and her partner, Sarah and all the work that they're doing. And of course, I also gave a little shout out about the Romance Roundtable with DePaul University that I was able um, to present um, on and with. So that was a lot of, lot of fun. Got to, you know, talk with some of my favorite romance writers um, and uh, people influential in the romance game, which was so, so fun. And what was funny was... <laughs> One of my girlfriends, who is a professor at Howard, uh, shout out Jamisha, had no idea I was on this on this round table, and so she hits me up was like, "Tatiana, is that you?" Uh, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, oh, look me. at that!" So oh my goodness! Like, oh my god! So it surprised her, so she didn't know. Aww, she was so excited. Was like, oh my god, I know somebody. So yeah, that's oh, my wow. friend from graduate school, Jamisha. So um, shout out to her. So. Yakini, what's good in the hot topics in romance this week, girl? Right. So there's a few things going on. You know, positively, we're excited to hear that, you know, Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey, they're still going strong. I remember when, you know, their little romance initially began. And there's a lot of people who like to hate, for lack of a better word, on Lori Harvey. They feel like she jumps around and all this stuff. When in actuality, she's a young woman. She Exactly. Mm -hmm. She's a young woman. She's dating. She's kind of figuring out what she wants. She's doing things no different than, you know, any other, let's say, male actor does. But, you know, <laughs> she was getting labeled as kind of, you're, she's she's being fast and she's a hoe and she got it from her mother. Look how her mother got, you know, just a whole bunch of just really ridiculous slander. So we're excited. Right. You know, they're, they're still going strong. So it, it actually <laughs> looks like it's shaped up to be, you know, a substantial, you know, relationship. It's mm-hmm. kind of a, a real thing. It's been going on mm. for, I think, over a year. And if it didn't, if it if it ended, that's fine too. But you know, it's kind of cute. They most recently, um, I think either I think Michael B. Jordan or maybe it was her. She posted a video of them out to eat. It was like kind of some heavy public display of affection. He kind of he licked her face, and it reminds oh me of like, the way a dog licks you. Like the whole time, I, I know it was kind of gross, but you know. He loves Lori, and that's and he's not afraid to show it. So that it was cute to that end. I don't need to, the whole tongue out, but you know it was cute. He he he's really into her, and she's into him. So wishing them the best. They're cute together. She was on the she was on the real um this past week. Um, I, I caught a little bit of it. Um, okay, you know, you know I worked. What she was talking about? I caught a little bit of it, but she was uh-huh. talking about her relationship with Michael okay. and how how um. Her mom absolutely adores him and they'll be going mm-hmm. out to little dates without her and and stuff. Aww, and how, you nice. know, Steve is, you know, really respects him and nice. feels like he's like 
the one for her or whatever like nice. like nice. he would be her his pick or whatever for her or whatever because so, yeah. I, I, like I definitely don't think he was feeling future at all but you know yeah whatever yeah. and i think he, didn't she date diddy at one point very briefly and I he's thought it not was a, justin but but i don't know if it was diddy justin or justin Combs. but i don't know i think mm. it was speculation that it was both child but I like my Hoopy George for her. He's age appropriate. Because mm-hmm. the Diddy thing to me, you know, like I said, I don't have a problem with you dating dating and stuff, but, you know, several guys until you figure out who's the right one. But I don't like when it's like that much older. Like, I didn't, I just thought that was gross with Diddy. So Diddy, whatever. Diddy is one of those creeper, they call creeper dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah. That date women mm-hmm. who are significantly younger than him. And yeah. it's not cute. Yeah. So I, I don't At like all. it. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. no. Mm. But good for her. Yeah, good for her. Good for her. Um, and speaking of Diddy, so Diddy is dating the um, child's mother of um, Bow Wow. Lord so have mercy. I think her name is pronounced Joie or maybe it's Joie. I, I don't know. Joie. I think it's Joie. I believe she has a child with both Bow Wow and maybe even Future. Nice young lady. She dances. She's a choreographer. Obviously, her daughter is an excellent dancer as well because she's a dancer. Bow Wow's a dancer. So... Anyway, it was funny because recently Bow Wow and Diddy had a conversation um, where they kind of basically had to sit down. So Bow Wow was in the interview and the interviewer was kind of asking him basically about how um, how it was for him to see his ex and the mother of his children, you know, dating Diddy and kind of what that was like. And, you know, Bow Wow was kind of like, it's OK. You know, we, we basically recently had a sit down. We had a conversation man to man. And so, you know, we kind of see eye to eye. So the interviewer was kind of making something of it. And then the comments, you know, in the article, people were like, well, you know, she doesn't owe him, you know, he doesn't have to talk to the father of her children and why should Bawa have to speak with Diddy and all that. And I, I kind of didn't think it was a bad thing, especially if, you know, they share children together. You know, I do kind of think that there's some kind of, I don't know if this was a conversation because Bawa or because Diddy is getting ready to meet, you know, her child or has met the child. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was just kind of a like, I need permission to date it. You know what I mean? I, I I do feel that it's it's appropriate to make sure your ex is aware that you're in a serious relationship and that person is going to be around your children. So, But mm-hmm. people just didn't seem to be feeling that. Maybe they yeah. thought it was a thing like Diddy was having to check in with Bow Wow and get permission and Diddy's not getting permission or did anything like that. But I thought maybe he was being respectful. What do you mm-hmm. think? I think he was being respectful. I mean, you don't want any any old dude around your kids. I don't give a damn if he's Diddy yeah. or not. Yeah, um, right. But, you know, anybody can be a fucking creep, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you need to be careful around who's, who's around your kid. Now, you, that doesn't mean police who your woman or ex- ex goes out with but at the same time mm-hmm. you need to get a kind of a sense and a vibe about who a person is you know before you have the right. your kids you know and he right. seems like a great dad he has a bunch of kids you know yeah he, yeah he's used exactly. to being around kids you know if nothing new right. for him um he'll probably spoil children you know rotten it doesn't matter if they were his or not yeah exactly. um, so you exactly. know i don't think i don't think he had a problem with it but you know, my question is: If you've been with one, two industry dudes, don't you think you need to take a break? Because I, yeah, I mean, 
I, it was future and Diddy and Bow Wow. I, I, I mean, I unless you unless you're just accustomed to a certain lifestyle, and you're just like, look, I need to maintain this particular lifestyle. Well, I and, I don't know if it's that or is it that is that who she's meeting because these are the circles she rolls in. Yeah, you know, because yeah. if 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 you're going out to dinner at like Nobu, and I go to Olive Garden, uh, so I'm not going <laughs> to run into Bow Wow or Diddy at Olive Garden. I'm mm-hmm. not going to Nobu. I'm not going to. I can't even think of the fancy places because I don't know them in Beverly Hills or whatever. But I, I mean, if that's where you, the circles you roll in, I guess, then you know, maybe you just keep meeting industry dudes. But I don't know because there's also some celebrity women who kind of say intentionally, "I don't, I don't date celebrities because I don't want to. I would rather date an average guy." So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't know that she's the type of woman who kind of, well, this is the lifestyle I'm accustomed to, so I need this kind of guy because she's the same one who recently said in an interview that she doesn't get child support from her children's fathers, future or by wow. And she wow. wasn't saying it in a disparaging way. It was more like, I handle my business. They help me out in an appropriate way. And we kind of have a mutual understanding because, you know, court, child support is through the courts mm-hmm. and it's sometimes brought on because people weren't doing what they were supposed to do. But it sounds like she kind of has her own independent sources of income and they help out as needed appropriately, mm-hmm. I assume. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of like, there's no need to do, to do the child support thing with the courts. Like, I, I don't have child support with my ex-husband. You know what I mean? He helps out appropriately and he holds his weight and it works for us. So, mm-hmm. yeah, she doesn't strike me as that kind of like, I'm going to get mine. I'm going to keep dating these ballers. So, yeah, it is interesting that she has these high-profile guys, but I don't know what to make of her. Yeah. But I love her. Yeah. 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 But that's, I mean, it was just, it was just a thought. I was just like, hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, a, lot of, a lot of industry dudes, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Yes. I would get those tired, the ones I would, that, you know. know. Right. I would get, like, if I've been burned a couple times, I'm like, yo, dog, sure. I think I'm going to chill. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm gonna or chill. be selective. Like, why would you pick future of all people with his reputation? I don't know. I just well, I, well, if I was you to word on thing. the street is you know future got that you know. Oh really? <laughs> well, let him be a good time guy, but not yeah. like a, like how for Lori Harvey he was a good time guy. Yeah. Thank God she didn't have his kids or do anything dumb oh, like that. Thank God. Mm-hmm. I know. Who child? Anyway. <laughs> so moving on. Um, so for the first time since the whole entanglement, you know, drama that we recall from last year's roundtable with Jada, <laughs> Pinkett Smith and Will Smith. Yeah, for the first time, Will Smith is actually speaking out, you know, on his marriage. He has a movie coming out. And so he did an article. He sat down with GQ and they interviewed him. It's a very it's a long article, you know, very extensive article. Very interesting. He talks mostly about, you know, his acting career and kind of like, you know, how he always felt like in personal competition with Tom Cruise, you know, as he kind of came into his own as an actor. Right. Just talked a lot about his craft, which I respected because he kind of Mm -hmm. saw Tom Cruise as kind of like the ideal prototype and independent of color. He wanted to keep up with that. So he was very selective about his roles. He initially didn't choose, you know, roles that were about like, you know, slavery or black civil rights because he was like, I don't want to play a slave. I don't want to play that. I want to play mm-hmm. an action, you know, star. I want to play a superhero. I want to play this comedic role. And as he's kind of matured and evolved, he's understanding that it is okay to accept those types of roles. It, they can make an impact. It, does, it's, it doesn't have to be a cliche thing. Um, but anyway, so he talked about that. Of course, the um, interviewer had to go into last year's entanglement thing because that was such a big thing. And so 
Will Smith didn't really want to talk too much about the current state of his marriage. He did talk about how, you know, they do have an unconventional marriage and it works for them. But the main thing that he kind of wanted to address was, you know, how that meme was going around where, you know, his eyes were like filled with tears and they were mad red. You know, all the dudes were like, look how Jada did him. You have Will Mm -hmm. out here like that. So he was just kind of like when he felt like people who saw that saw that picture of him, that meme right after, you know, right in the throes of the entanglement issue, they perceived it as like, wow, Jada really did him dirty. You know, yeah, she's saying it was an entanglement with August, but was he okay with it? Did he know? Because he looks like he was really devastated. He looks like he's crying a picture. He was like, I'm no victim. He was like, Mm -hmm. me and my wife, we love each other. We absolutely have an understanding. He said people were going around and continue to go around thinking that Jada was the only one. And he didn't say the word stepping out in the marriage. Because remember, they have like an open marriage and understanding. He said Jada wasn't the only one who had her, you know, her situations outside of the marriage, her that we were both aware of. He said we both had our situations. So no, I wasn't blindsided. No, it wasn't something that she did me dirty. And him, you know, (laughs) obviously is so in love with her. She's and consensual but he looks like he was blindsided you could tell will didn't know will wanted to clear all that up so in the gq interview he didn't go into detail on you know the situation but what he wanted people to know was him and jada are in a really great place they still have their unconventional open relationship they're happy it works for them he said when i did that interview and when that meme was captured that photo was taken people thought it was because i was all devastated and hurt he said in reality we were preparing to go on a vacation either we were i forgot we were preparing to go or we had just come back from vacation but either way he said i was up all night packing unpacking exhausted and then i did it so he said that's why i looked like that it wasn't because i was crying it wasn't because i was devastated he said Mm. i wasn't blindsided um and he said people kind of took away that Jada's doing me dirty. And he said, I don't want people to think that. We did have. So this week's topic, we're going to talk about the golden age of Black rom-coms. And we're asking the question, where did all the Black rom-coms go? So Kitty and I are both super huge fans of the late 90s, early aughts. Uh, black rom-coms that came out and um, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. super fans like Yakini's favorite is Boomerang oh and my goodness yes. I think I think my favorite rom-com well as y'all know it's probably a uh, last holiday or just right mm-hmm. something with Queen Latifah in it yes yes so, I know you always <laughs> love that one I love mm-hmm. that I love that one but you know this kind of golden age of rom-coms again was around the late 2000s early um well well late 90s early 2000s and um we really haven't seen a lot of rom-coms since and um we're trying to figure out why and how we can you know how we can resolve that because there is a need for that there's a market yes absolutely but why aren't the studios willing to produce why did they dry up because like you said during that era the 90s and the 2000s you were they were banging them out like Mm -hmm. every year you could expect to see several a year Mm -hmm. you knew around valentine's day leading up to it there would be many there'd be at least two or three then in the spring there would be a few they just Mm -hmm. were saturated with it and it was a wonderful thing like it just was so good we were craving it 
we were craving it. And I, when I think about it, like I definitely understand kind of why there was a need at that time, you know, because, you know, prior to that, Mm -hmm. the times were kind of, it was when it was like menace to society and boys in the hood and those things and those types of movies. And it's kind of like times were Mm -hmm. changing. Black folks were going to college Mm -hmm. and grad school and our whole (laughs) world and experience is not Mm -hmm. getting that. And I know that's what Hollywood wanted to depict, but I know at that time there was such a need to showcase that, hello, we're middle class, we're working class, we're doing, we're affluent, we're doing well, and let's let people Mm -hmm. see that. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like that perfect blend of like romance, comedy, and how many Black people are living. So for sure there was a need. But it's kind of like you said, like, not black people are continuing to do as well and even better but they dried up suddenly and it's like Mm -hmm. that's it and now they're trickling in like we're lucky i feel like if we get a black rom-com in the movie theaters and one one a year we're lucky you know Mm -hmm. and now you know we have the streaming services like netflix and hulu and amazon Mm -hmm. prime and all that and if we're fortunate we may get one or two a year you know but it's like what happened? Like you said, there was Not, need. They mm-hmm. Hollywood fulfilled the need, and yeah. that's like boom, it ended. And that, I that don't, sucks. you know, I think it all boils down to the bottom line and the dollar, and they don't feel like it's lucrative for mm. them to make make rom coms. Like you know, who wants to see that? And now, and we're kind of in this kind of Black Lives Matter movement and social mm. consciousness. People want to see things involving, you know, either biopics or historical stuff or something yeah. socially conscious or whatever, whatever. And it's so, like there's a need for that, too. It's just like, there no, is. it's kind of like when I, I say this to my boyfriend all the time because, you know, because Netflix has a ton of those. And when mm-hmm. he wants to, like, put that on for date night and it's like a movie about, like, you know, this young teen went to the store and he was profiled and he was really a nice photography student. And then he was arrested mm-hmm. and he had to. Did you see that one? I forgot what it's called. And now he's in being held at Rikers and his family's mm-hmm. getting loyal. And it's like. I to me and that's real life and like you said people want to see that because it's real life and black people are were being shot and killed in the street and I have two sons but for me that's what makes it very it makes it too real and it makes it very sad for me and I I get teary when I'm watching those because I'm like that could be my kid so I'm kind of like I'm a psychologist I go to work during the day and it can be very difficult and very heavy when I mm-hmm. go home I don't necessarily want to watch, you know, I'm all, I I follow the news and I follow the media, but I don't want to watch all the time in my spare time, something that's so heavy. I want to enjoy something like a boomerang or something Mm -hmm. just lighthearted because I need to balance my, my world and my reality. So I feel like they are making more documentaries and biopics like that. And we're, we're moving away from kind of like the lighthearted piece. Um, I don't know. I just feel like there's this thing it's unfortunate. I think they think that we don't want to see that. And but but you know what the on the flip side is they they produce these white rom coms all the fucking time. You know what I mean? All they, the time. They all never the time. stop. They never stop. We get them on Hallmark. We get the sweet ones on Hallmark. I think Lifetime. we always got less of them. Like mm-hmm. yeah. The proportion yeah. was different. So let's say like in the in the twenty in the nineteen nineties and the early two thousands, maybe there were like fifty white rom coms made, and maybe at that time there were to that fifty there Three. were ten black ones made. Mm-hmm. So if the times changed and people wanted to see other stuff, 
our their 50 may have turned to 35 so we still see them and yes. our 10 turned to like five so it just feels mm-hmm. like we don't really have them we get yeah. treated to like a little cute Issa Rae you know funny little who done it rom-com or a little Christina mm-hmm. Miliana Netflix mm-hmm. every now and then but we gotta like wait and and kind of grovel for crumbs and I'm like I don't want crumbs I want them to pump them out the way they used to and they're and and when I say black rom-com I mean with two black people in them like we get we get some with interracial and stuff like that but I mean two whole black people they always like to pair them interracially interracially Mm -hmm. because Issa was paired with kind of an Indian man I believe or someone who wasn't black and Christina Mm -hmm. they love to pair her with an other so yeah Mm -hmm. that's not even kind of a genuine black love story it's a beautiful story but it's not the last really um, the resort to love was all black people so that was that was actually surprising to be honest very surprising I was very surprised and we enjoyed that one so much and you know, like there were so many good ones back in the day, and I think there was like a fresh. First of all, I think there was a plethora of writers and material and stuff like that, and I think white white studio execs are not seeing or even tapping into the market of where they can turn. There are tons. Do you know how many black romance books there are? Tons that you can right. turn into scripts. Turn these into movies. Like, what are we doing, people? We like, like there's there's rumors that certain books that I've read are going to be turned into series. Uh, Kennedy Ryan's Hoops, Kennedy Ryan's um, All the King's Men series, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. a couple of um, I think Jasmine Guillory, but she writes a lot of interracial stuff. Um, you know, but we have other people who are writing stuff. Yeah, that's so let's not, do it, baby. Let's turn you know, those let's into do movies. It. Yeah, we want yeah, to see I, them, Hollywood. I feel like yeah. Hollywood is kind of like they they they're trendy, so mm-hmm. they go through these cycles. So, um, mm-hmm. like I said, like just before those that the '90s, the early you know when the rom coms became big. Like I said, it was all about the gang banging movies, mm-hmm. and then we spoke up, and so they're like, okay, let's flood them with the rom coms. But mm-hmm. then it's kind of like. Tyler Perry and them folks came around and now everybody because that was like after the 2000s when they started to dwindle down mm-hmm. now everybody wants these Tyler Perry movies and they're like a cross between like super dramatic and comedic and silly you know with Medea character and suddenly right. rom-coms are not being made anymore and now it's kind of like all about that so it's kind of like yeah like you said I don't know if they realize that we still want to see that but maybe they're not giving mm-hmm. us the money the budget to make them so there's a lot of ideas and, did, and there's and books that could be turned a, into it yeah yeah and if they do make a rom-com like for example i just watched that really love or the photograph they're much mm-hmm. darker in tone like the tone is the romances yes. are out there but then they're, they're mostly just kind of dramatic romances which is fine i love yeah. those two but you know i don't always need this dark sad story right um right. to go with the romance i don't need also don't need white saber saviors to come in and rescue me that's right that's right either um you know what i'm saying i don't mind seeing two minorities getting together and stuff like that like i've and- always like in my head i have a rom-com that i want to work on that has an asian man and a black woman mm-hmm. and in my mind when i when i like cast it i always think regina hall and john cho would be okay. like perfect perfect 
for it because we don't see Asian men, black women together that often. Yeah, yeah. And I would sure love don't. to. I would love to see I that. I think that's on the why Insecure was a breath of fresh air. So yes. Maybe there's not there's not the rom coms, but they in a way have been replaced, you know, with some other things like Television, some nice scripted yeah. shows. Mm-hmm. And and I and it is nice to see um, Molly and 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 Asian Bay, and we don't mm-hmm. see that often. There mm-hmm. there is a, a market for that. That would be good to see a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, I, I just, as a matter of fact, I was just reading an article the other day. And let me just say this. White people are so oblivious sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. they don't even, like, Google is there and it's free, y'all. Like, you can find what you want Yeah. on Google. And then this one woman was saying how, when she was talking about romances, I just don't see a lot of, you know, um, rom-coms and blah, blah, blah with, you know, Black people people or um BIPOC people and all these oh. black and BIPOC writers are like excuse me hey we're over here we're right writing or 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 she's like I don't see any you know and a lot of people are independent too who are writing who are wildly successful but they're indie artists they're not they're not traditionally published these are the scripts y'all need to be turning into books y'all need to be turning into scripts yeah you know I'm saying like I perfect series are there for you to like take hold of and just you know, turn into to scripts and a, yeah, a, a right rom coms. You yeah. know, like I I just finished watching. Um, I think I just finished watching a uh, First Wives Club on BET Plus. Excellent okay. writing, great show. I loved it. It was it was a perfect kind of filler okay. for like the rom com I wanted. Okay, um, bigger on BET Plus. Another good show. Okay. Um, what else did I I watch? I, I, Dear White People is ending. But even okay. though it has a socially conscious message to it, there was okay. also some elements still of light love. enough. Yeah, light. And it was a, has messages, but it's still light enough to appeal. Right. To us. And there so was is some that love part too. of why the movies aren't being made? Are are they feeling like we're getting what we need from these Television. scripted shows? Maybe, maybe because we're not. Like I love the. I we're love not though. Shows. Yeah, we're not. We're not. We're not getting what we want. We want to see big time actors yes. in like, that we had the guy and, and stop recycling the same dudes over and over again. Okay. First yeah. of all, um, you know, can I get Trevante Rose in a romance? Hello? Yeah. Can I get, can I get, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I, I know Kofi Sirbo was in one, but can I get him in another one? Can I yeah. get, you know what I'm saying? Sure. You know, yeah. and, you know, and back in the 90s, 2000s, we had the same dudes kind of recycled over and over again, right? Um, <laughs> you know, right. if, if it wasn't Tay Diggs, it was Morris Chestnut. And if it wasn't Morris Chestnut, right. it was it was Michael Ely. Shamar Bourne. Shamar Bourne, all these other people. You know what I'm saying? Like, Okay, they're old. They've had their time. There are a lot of newcomers coming up. Some Jeremy Popes. Some, you know, some some other young hot dudes. But it's like the fact that they're not making the um, rom coms for the silver screen anymore to go to the movies. We know these guys because of Lifetime TV, because of Hallmark. Mm -hmm. And and I'm like, thank God for these networks because Mm -hmm. the all those guys you just named the newer guys. They haven't been uh, like the way Morris and Shamar and Nia Long and all of them in the 90s were able to, you know, have these movies that you go to in the theater. We have mm-hmm. to see them on TV and yeah. I'll take it. But it's it's a shame that times have changed such that the movies aren't being made. And now they don't have that opportunity. And I know it's I know it's a sister or brother out there that's writing. Yeah. You know, they're they're writing rom-coms. I know they are. You know what I mean? Like and pitching it, them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and but who's greenlighting it? Who's not? But you know, you'll you'll greenlight the same raggedy story over and over again. Yeah, you yeah. know, romance is about tropes, right? 
Yeah. There's not there's not a single like I was saying uh, on the um romance roundtable, there's there's not a single trope that black people can't do within reason. There Absolutely. Are some, there are some that are a little eh, like kidnapping and stuff like that. I don't know if that will kidnapping romance will work with black people <laughs> oh, and with, with our inherited trauma of slavery. Right. But you know, anything can work. You can do a, a fifty shades of grave, a BDSM, you know, exactly. type of thing. You can do, you know. Um, a, a rom com. I'm in love with my best friend's sister. You know, it, yeah, there, there's, yeah. the stuff is there, y'all. But y'all yeah. aren't y'all aren't mining deep enough to you know to, yeah. to pull it out and to want to make the money. It's like you gotta watch like BT Her or one of those to kind of yes. get those cute little yes. movies. And they're yes. like they're slightly low budget. Like I'm just mm-hmm. gonna keep it a buck. And I love them and I watch them and record them when I can. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like, I'm, and I'm grateful that we're trying to still kind of do it, but I just think it's a shame that we can't go to the movies. Like for me, I don't go to the movies much anymore because the movie going experience is just not, it doesn't appeal to me. Like the mm-hmm. only times I go to the movies, if the kids want to go, cause there's like some, you know, new action or sci-fi or superhero Marvels. And yeah, black people are being cast in that role and that's good for the kids, but I want to see the old school rom-coms. Like there was a time yeah. when I would be like, oh, date night, we're going to see this. And now it's mm-hmm. like, no, we better see what, go to the um, Netflix and look at, you know, yep. whatever the section's called, Strong Black Lead or whatever they should <laughs> yep, 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 I yep. <laughs> or I go to, Or I go to like the, the rom-com section just to kind of see mm-hmm. what's new. But mm-hmm. I, I miss, the, miss going out to the movies and get my little extra butter and extra salt popcorn and stuff. <laughs> yes. And, you know, and my snacks and seeing a rom-com, so... It's a so, shame. So let's talk about let's talk about some of our favorites. What were some of your Ooh. favorites during the golden era? I know Boomerang's up there. That was like 1992. Yes. So when, 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 what are some others? Like name like two more that you think were like popping. Oh man. For you. Okay. So Boomerang obviously is my number one. And then I guess at the top also or two can play that game that oh, was yes yes Vivica and Morris Chestnut because I just remember me and my girlfriends from college man we watched that movie so many <laughs> times it was just and I still watch it, it. so good though. I even did that little skit on TikTok that scene. yes okay so that that was my joint and um I love best man because mm-hmm. that had that little element of mystery I think we talked about that mm-hmm. I don't remember last mm-hmm. When we talked about that, but oh, best man is just so so good. I could go on and on, but th- those were probably my top three. Maybe we'll mm. get into more. But what what about you? What are your top? I think an underrated one that people just don't talk about enough. I feel is have plenty. I and first of all, the soundtrack banging back then. Okay. Back then, the soundtracks would be so good to these soundtracks movies. were so good, yes. so good to these movies. Oh, yes. anyway. Love Jones is my number one romance of all time, period. It's not really a romantic comedy. It has comedic elements, but it's not a romantic comedy. It's a dramedy. Um, But it was during that era of But it was during that era, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, period. Um, Of course, again, Last Holiday uh, with Queen Latifah. I love that movie so (laughs) much. I'm so obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with it. Okay, it's a tie between that and Just Right because I'm a Queen Latifah stand, period. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just and then deliver us from Eva. Like, oh, that was such a good one. Deliver us from Eva is that such a good movie. For one, number one, because people don't realize that it's a black remake of Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew. So it know. is. It people is. There, know. I didn't know it's that. A, it's a take on Taming of the Shrew. Eva is the older sister that's kind of like um 
that's the always in everybody's business domineering sister. and domineering. So that's why they were kind of setting her up with somebody to kind of, <laughs> um, you know, Gabrielle Union um, was so was lovely that. in that. Oh, really so was. lovely, yeah. so lovely, and so mm. uptight, and <laughs> yes, yeah, she was so and just everything. Yeah. But you know, oh. it was just she was she she plays the perfect bitchy, yes. <laughs> bitchy really black did. woman that who just needs somebody to love. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, I think another one. And this is in the IR category and racial, of course, is something new. Although she, although honey, ain't nobody leaving blood underwood. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> <Right. laughs> oh my god, Blair Underwood is my heartthrob. Then, oh my god, Child. he still Ooh, looks he's so good. Fine. Yeah, he, he does. He still he the man does. still looks good. Mercy. Um, yeah. it has just aged so well. Yeah, um, he has. But, you know, those are some of the ones on the top of my head that just I feel like just don't get enough love. This, and again, obviously, this. cult classic coming to America. That's that's oh, a rom com too, and it was during that era. And it's a fairy tale. You yeah, know right. It's and a that fairy was tale. Like a funny classic. I will watch that joint every time it comes on TMC or whatever. So that's mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, just so yes. many. There were there's so many to choose from during that time. It just my, it saddens me they slow, they slowed down. My husband was watching. Um, he was he was laughing because he said this shit is so problematic now. But he was watching a thin line between love and hate. Oh, and he was god. like, "Oh my god, this joint is so cringy now. It is, it cringy. is, it, it it is, is so not good. Well. I feel like I watched that kind of recently too, and it was just as good. Mark yeah, but it, but it didn't good. it didn't age well. But, but yeah, yeah. But you know, it was good. And I yeah, think a, a more recent one that I thought about um, that um, I saw was um, why is why is it like escaping my brain right now? A recent it was called, one, I like, it was called uh, The Weekend, and it was with um, Tone Bell, um, Zashir Zabeda, and okay. um, oh god, I can't think of that girl's name, but she was in the series She's Gotta Have It. Um, but it, it shows when really they pretty. do recent ones, we love them and we crave them. It was them. so good. It was so. It was recent. Was it on in the theaters or was it at like a it's streaming? Ava- it's available on streaming. It's on Amazon now. It's an Amazon Studios movie. It was recent, recent, mm-hmm. like recent, recent, ago. girl. Like a couple months, uh, maybe a year ago or something. But I saw it and it was so good. It was so well. If that name pops so into good. your mind, you make sure you let us know because I want to make yeah, sure. It, it was called the It was called the Weekend, but I can't. Oh, think it was of called the, the Weekend. Mm-hmm, it was called the Weekend. I didn't see that. Okay. Yeah, but it's on. It's on Amazon it's Prime. Still on there? Yeah, it's still on there. Please stream it. It was really good. Um, and there was another one with my new recent heartthrob is Tone Bells. If I say another movie with him, <laughs> but it was called um, I think something about Dog Days. Okay. But it was it was cute. It was like little vignettes. It was like you know how they have kind of interwoven stories that connect. Yes. Um, I like I like stuff like that too. Um, but he was it was him and maybe another black guy in it. Um, he was again paired interracially in this particular mm-hmm. story but the weekend is all black people um in in there um but it was really good too um but yeah it's just it's it has um what's his name daniel from uh insecure he he's a guy oh a okay guy yeah so um you know th- when they come out when the romances come out we enjoy them you guys. and i know that if netflix and them are gathering their data they can see that they're being watched and they're crazy mm-hmm. so i'm just hoping that hollywood trends eventually swing back toward the rom-coms soon yeah. you know i yeah. think that the studios are leaving a lot of money on the table every time one of them daggone rom-coms come out 
like if there was a big one advertised for like February, you know it's going to be like number mm-hmm. one in the, bo- mm-hmm. in the box office. It's going to mm-hmm. just be huge and do well. So yeah, yeah, it's cool to have all, you know, the little Marvel and superhero. And I know that's what's hot and people like that. But come on now. We, we're, yeah. we're, we're asking y'all to go back to those the glory days now. At and least give us the two or three a year to look forward to. That's all. You that's. know, we, we, we got, we had Crazy Witch Asians that came out. We have you know, there, there haven't been any Indian rom-coms or anything mm-hmm. like that. There haven't been a lot of um, other, you know, I haven't seen a lot of maybe Latina rom-coms. If, it, if mm-hmm. Jennifer Lopez is in it, I guess they think it counts as Latino. Um, but but mm-hmm. it doesn't, you know, because her mm-hmm. partners are usually white in these movies. Right, right. Um, or she's playing, sometimes she plays somebody white. Um, yeah. And yeah. not Puerto There's Rican. not like any flavor. Right, yeah. right, right. Like so, culture. you know, there's still a need in a pocket for you know romances of color to be come to the big screen and not just a small screen you know hallmark right. and lifetime can't be pulling all the weight neither can netflix and if, <laughs> exactly. you're, gonna, if you're if you're going to again if you're going to pull from book because because netflix and, and hulu and stuff love to make stuff out of books and especially especially ya young adult um, yeah. there are tons of you know how many black young adult books there are, romances there are, tons right. they could have could pull from. I didn't yeah. need to see I didn't need to see Kissing Booth four or three or right. whatever it was. <laughs> I didn't need three of those damn movies. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like there are black there are black movies that Absolutely. y'all could have mined from plenty of um ones, you know, that y'all could have could could have taken from. I just recently saw something real cute on BT. Um, it was on their, um, actually on their YouTube channel. And I think they're trying to pilot this show. Oh. Um, but it's called Curves. And okay. it had um, Raven Goodwin in it that was in uh, Being Mary Jane um, mm-hmm. that played her niece. And and two other actresses. Um, the other the other girl was remember the girl from the scene from the the show I was telling you about, and she was all plus size and was getting it in with the stripper. Yes, yes, yes. She was in it, but she was fully clothed. Um, <laughs> um and um, you know, it was about three plus size women and friends who um are kind of navigating their lives in Memphis and trying to get back on the single scene. I think they're okay. trying to pilot it for either BT Plus or BT Her. But I okay. really, really, really hope they pick that up. Because that's yeah. something that is something I would really enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just seeing beautiful black women exactly. um, doing their thing. And you know, curvy black women, you know what yes. I'm saying? Yes. Jill Scott and Queen Like Tiba can't hold it down for the curvy set by themselves. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like we need some more people. You know what I'm yes, saying? To yes. to to, mm-hmm. to fill in that void and young women to fill in that void. So exactly. I mean, our whole Man. studios and execs are out here listening. I know we got Seriously. an exec mm-hmm. over at Hallmark who's trying to do some stuff yeah. um, with their quote unquote mahogany shows that are supposed to be coming to Hallmark movies and mysteries. I'm looking forward um, to that. But at the same time, y'all again. You all need to be making deals with these romance writers who are out there. I can name so many: Kennedy right. Ryan, Farrah Rashawn, Brenda Jackson. They're just waiting to be made. Can we? Into can movie. we get some Half historical? Half the work is done for you, right? Can you we don't get have some to come his... up with your own script? Hey, hello, can we get some historical romances? Can we get yeah. some Beverly Jenkins? Can we get some Alyssa Cole? Can we? I mean, I can. I can just go off the top of my dome 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? You want some black British people. Talia Hibbert is there. Come on, y'all. Y'all can make some romances featuring black people. Um, right. Not necessarily interracial, but featuring black people. Um, you can have interracial too. That's fine. But we right. don't necessarily just want to see that. We want to yeah. see two, we need to see two beautiful black people on the screen. Right, right. There's Un- not enough am- of that. Unambiguous un- black people. Let me say that right. too. Unambiguous black people. I don't yeah. need to be trying to figure out. Um, is she black? That's am right. I watching? Am I watching passing? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, right. I don't exactly. Need, I don't need Please. to figure that out. Right. Um, but right. you know, unambiguous black people in mm-hmm. here. You know, don't 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 be going in here trying to change the script and put in some woman that don't even fit the 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 script as a matter of right. fact i yeah, just saw please. somebody i just saw somebody post the other the other day on tiktok that they were making a historical about stagecoach mary who was the first like black postal woman and she was okay. a big six foot tall dark skin you know strong strapping and don't black me. woman so who, was, who was the person how did they look who cast was casting her role bitch they said they gonna have zazzy beats oh see why it's like why there's why, no need why for do that. y'all do that why do y'all do that and they that's said like that, when they cast um zoe saldana as nina simone oh and, and kind of basically put her in blackface mm, and widened her mm, nose and, mm. and i love zoe saldana as an actress i truly do but there was no need to do that mm-hmm. when so many other women could have just been you know just mm-hmm. a shame mm-hmm. a shame you yeah. know and it's, it's just it's just like we don't need that that's why i liked really love i mean it lacked certain places in the plot but i liked it because it was, it was just straight up black people you know what yeah. i mean like just black, yeah. unambiguous wide nose kinky yeah. hair dark yeah. skin black yeah. people and we need to yeah. see that on the screen yeah yeah we need to see that on the screen you know we and don't get enough of that. that yeah mm-hmm. we don't get enough of that so oh, hopefully man. you know netflix whoever y'all are list out there listening to my little tiny our tiny little podcast <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and we're begging y'all you know get with these writers mind them yeah try to develop something either yeah please film something to you know we're begging y'all make these make these into because it's like even in the 90s during the peak that we talked about um they understood just like the value of partnering with a writer look how Mm -hmm. McMillan she came Mm, about where several of her books were made yes and and it's like like three or four of her books like successful movies yeah and that just goes to show like half the work is done if you have a bomb book plot put it into a movie and we will we love it so you're already getting an audience of people Mm -hmm. who are fans of the book and then it's like it's just like come on i I think you told me that um napoli ever after which was like yes on netflix on netflix that was that derived from a book right yes um um trisha i can't think of her name but yes, Napoli Ever After. But I love that from one. That was one mm-hmm. of my favorite, more recent little um, rom-coms. Talking about right. love of hair and love of self. Right. It's like a little romance. So yeah. Right. It differed a little bit from the books, of course. But you know what I'm saying? Still, it was it was, it was, it was a rom-com. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, was, it was something we could enjoy. You right. know? And it's just like, they're not... They, I, I guess they think we want to just watch... I don't want to watch tragedy anymore. I'm tired. Right. This, this whole past year. Our with, entertainment level, we need more. Yeah. We need more. And it's, it's feel good. Especially mm-hmm. in this pandemic. It's, yes. it's draining. You know, Correct. I'm sorry, Queen and Slim is not a love story. You know what I'm saying? It's a Bonnie, Bonnie and Clyde tragedy. 
I, mm. that's not a love story that's not romantic just because they have sex doesn't mean it's a romance right you know what i mean a lot of people have sex during tragic times it doesn't mean it's right a, it's a romance you know what right. i mean but then you get these complicated nuanced romances with white people in them and i'm like damn we can have that too you know what i mean it, right but, you know or adaptations of great books you know rom-coms and stuff like that mm. um you know or what happens is you hear that oh they're gonna make this into a a, a movie and it just stalls it dies somewhere you know what i'm yeah. saying like yeah you know, that they, happens too, yeah mm-hmm. and so you're like well what's going on with it why is it not why is it not becoming a book what they, like, they said they're gonna green light this why is it not becoming a movie i don't know right. it's so bad right. and, and you know and i think about a lot of the black production places we shouldn't have to rely on just tyler perry or or the Smiths, I know we talked about them earlier, Will Smith and his whole production team and stuff like that to do these things, you know, because I'm not going to lie, Hitch, also one of my favorite rom-coms, even though it has, I mean, even though it's not a quote-unquote black rom-com, but That was with Will Smith. Yeah, but Hitch is one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With um, Eva, Eva Mendez. Eva Mendez, right. Eva Mendez, yeah. And it was cute. It was funny. It was light. It was, it was, it was fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, it's it's just like we don't get enough of that. You know? We don't like. I love being a black woman. I love being mm-hmm. in a relationship with a black man, and I want to share that with the world. I want them to see that too, and mm-hmm. see that black love and that joy. You know, mm-hmm. and those those movies appeal to not just black people, but other people are going to see them. And I just feel like oh it's, yeah, it just it just would be wonderful for us to be able to share more of that. So yeah, here's yeah. wishing that and speaking that into you know existence, existence. Yes. 2021 and beyond. You know, and beyond. Should- <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. Maybe I need to. Maybe I need to just write the screenplay. Might be, honey. Done. That might be it. It'll just I be done. It just be done. Oh Lord! Mm-hmm. All right, you guys. We'll be back. We're gonna take a break, and we'll be back with our reading romance and uh, listening romance stuff for the week. Be- Are you looking for a sexy? and smelling good candle that is going to set the mood for romance, well, you've come to the right place because we here at Romance and Color recommend You Glow Girl Candle Company. The candles are amazing. They're eco-friendly, made from coconut soy wax and free of toxins and parabens. They come in amazing, sexy smells like pineapple sage, and black raspberry and vanilla that are sure to get you in a sexy and romantic mood. Black woman owned and based out of LA, You Glow Girl Candle Company is the move to set the mood right. Visit them at youglowgirlcandleco.com and tell them Romance and Color sent you. Now back to the show. In reading romance, um, I want to feature a... uh, artist that will a well writer we're going to be having on the week of i'm going to be interviewing october 7th it's going to be that week um it's kenya wright um i listened to her audio book quarantine and chill um oh, it's cute. actually it's actually available on spotify that's it's so also available, fresh i love that it's, that's yeah it's amazing. also available on um um audible too but shout out to kenya who actually put a lot of her books on spotify which i find very very interesting like i didn't you know i didn't know there are a lot of audiobooks on spotify but lo and behold there are 
And so um, this one was about uh, Kamal, an Indian uh, guy who's a tech wizard. And um, he comes home and finds his girlfriend cheating. And this is like the height of the pandemic. So he goes and stays at his sister's house in Brooklyn while she's on a honeymoon. But lo and behold, when he gets to the house, the, the best sister's best friend, Jade, who is black, is there dog sitting. And he's always had a thing for Jade. And, you know, oh. look, there's one, there's the best tropes in the world. One bed, close proximity, you know, <laughs> so what's, what's going to happen? You know what I'm saying? And it's a quarantine, so you're stuck. You can't go anywhere. Um, so um, it was, it was very steamy, child. Like, listen. If you got Spotify, go on there and listen, and um, you will hear some very, very steamy stuff. I didn't realize I had turned it on, and it went on full blast on part of it, and all you heard was, I thrust my cock into her. My husband was like, my husband was like, excuse me, what is that? So Kenya, that joint was hot. It was steamy. Okay. It was woo, girl. It was everything. Mm-hmm. So y'all, if you have Spotify, um, go there and listen to it. But it's called Quarantine and Chill. But also, again, I keep telling y'all, the fall reading list will be out. It will be out this week. I promise. I promise. I promise. And so I'm gonna feature some other stuff that is really mm-hmm. awesome for fall. Um, but awesome. that's it. But um, in listening to romance, I want to sh- do another podcast shout out. I love. I want. Yeah. I want to shout out Sharonda and Taima. Taima. Oh Lord, why am I saying her name wrong? Taima at Brazen Bay's podcast. Taima is also my sorority sister. So hey, Taima, um, at Brazen Bay's podcast, they talk about all the steamy, all the juicy, all the hot, hot, hot uh, romances that are out there. Trust me, I, I don't think it's any closed door sweet, sweet romances going on that they're reviewing. <laughs> Um, last week's podcast was about why you don't, why you DNF, why you don't do not finish an author, what makes you put down an author in, in the book, um, and then a, about negative reviews and like how do you kind of like, you know, do you take it with a grain of salt, mm-hmm. or why would you, why would you give something a negative review and stuff like that? So it was really, really good. So shout out to them um, in the listening romance. So you all check check them out, Brazen Bay's podcast. They are everywhere you get your podcasts. Awesome. So, uh, watching romance, um, again, watch all these classic 2000s, late 90s, 2000 romances. That's all I can say. I haven't Talk watched about. any, I haven't watched anything else other than really love. And, um, I rewatched, I did, I'm not going to lie because I'm, I don't know. I'm just thirsty like that. I did rewatch that, that scene in all the Kings me. <laughs> <laughs> I did rewatch it. I was like, "Ooh, child, it was, whew, it was a lot." Um, but I ended up finishing the series. It, it is, it is based on a set of books. As a matter of fact, it's based on books by Christian Keys called "Ladies Night." So it's about Christian Keys. Like a, is he the actor, the actor. or he's? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a writer Christian too, Keys. and he writes. So, I did not know um, that. Why did I not know a, that? And, and okay. he is handsome. He is so yes. handsome. Um, and so. He's also another one that needs to have rom-coms and stuff going on with his fine self. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, um, he has a book set of books called Ladies Night, Carl Weber Presents Ladies Night, I think, uh, with Christian Keys. And so he he's written a lot of screenplays for the show and stuff. I think they got picked up for a second season. Oh, okay. um, so they're coming back. 
Um, and so I actually saw him on Instagram. This is kind of this is kind of related to romance, trust me. Um, I saw him on Instagram live with that young lady. Her name is Nazinga, who was in that scene. And okay. he talked, he was talking to her about how pivotal and how he fought to have that scene in the in the show because he wanted um, plus size women to see themselves as sexy, desirable. And getting basically getting there, you know what yes, I mean? Yes, yes. And he yes. said he was so glad that she came on. She wasn't shy. She wasn't afraid. Um, they were able to do the scene very tastefully. I mean, nice. Believe it or not, I mean, you know, you know, I mean, it looks it looks a little, you know, sexy when you see it, but of course, they, you know, they have angles and stuff like that, right? Um, and of course, she had on, you know, panties and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So. You know, she talked about how nervous she was, but she was thankful for the opportunity, and yeah. she's glad that she could represent plus size women and stuff. Because even even Marcel, who's in the show, said, you know, the girl came and showed up to breakfast, and everybody just jaw just dropped because she was so fine. Like oh, everybody man. was just looking at her like, oh my god, she's so fine. <laughs> like I can't even like the men right. were just like drooling. Like I can't even like get it. Mm. Even Christian Key said that he said she walked on set. Everybody just was like, whoo, like who is wow. that? She is, she is everything. So he but so shout out to her, shout out for that representation on that show. But yeah, yeah, yeah. If y'all want to see something steamy, y'all go on to watch that scene like three, four times. Watch that scene. Watch that scene three, four times. But yeah, you guys, thank you all so much for coming on the pod. Um, listen to the podcast. Um, we will be back next week. Uh, with another great topic um, and again we in the next coming weeks we will have more writing in color um, author interviews our next one will be with author Kenya Wright our first one for October after that will be Salika Snyder uh, talking about her paranormal romance and, Ooh, then, and then the last one in October is going to be Kathy Douglas with her very sweet romance for Christmas, um, which is about a cowboy, a rodeo cowboy and a nurse. So um, it's going to be super, super jam-packed for October. And I hope you guys stay with us. But until then, we will see you guys later. See you guys next time. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.